Hi, welcome back. My name is Cole. And I'm Andrew. And this is Control AC. Control AC is the podcast where we ring in the new year with color-changing cars and more hurts than you know what to do with. We are back. It is 2023. Sorry for the month wait. <laughs> we haven't talked to y'all since last year. <laughs> Funny joke. Get it? Uh, anyway, new year, same Control AC. Um, we had a pretty amazing year. We've been doing this for, what, six, six months? months now? Mm-hmm. So we met our listens goal just before New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Thanks to everyone who has listened in the past six months. Also, thank you to The Complete Backyard, who are continuing to sponsor us. Okay, so a lot has happened over the break, starting with an update from one of last week's stories. So last week we talked about ChatGPT, the scary powerful AI model that answers pretty much any question. Literally anything. So this is from AI Breakfast. Breaking news from the land of paywalls, Microsoft, OpenAI's biggest investor, plans to integrate ChatGPT into Bing Search by March of 2023. Yeah, apparently Microsoft already has plans in place for Dolly 2 integration through the Bing image creator. So, Bing is actually going to be decent. So, Bing, is, Bing isn't Bing is good. It's just okay. It's If it was, like, it's bad. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Compared to Google. Yeah. it's It doesn't give you everything that you look for. So, like, if you look up YouTube. It'll give you some like articles about YouTube. It won't take you to different YouTube links, right? Yeah, especially when you try and like get something specific. When you try and search for Google stuff, it doesn't like that. Yeah. But ChatGPT is now integrated into Bing search. So I guess that would mean that when you search for something on Bing, like if you search for something on Google, you have that little search box that comes up that just pulls text from an article. Yeah. Would ChatGPT just write you that little box? That would be pretty interesting. Different every time? I guess so. Wouldn't that lead to inconsistent information, though? If it was if it was good enough, then no. Because right now, ChatGPT, for some things, has given me different dates. Yeah. Like, to try something, I typed in, like, what was the Civil War, and it gave me two different dates. Mm-hmm. So it's not crazy consistent. Well, I mean, the Civil War spanned throughout <clears throat> multiple years, so, like... Yeah, but it said, like, it started this date. Mm. So that's kind of concerning. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And then Dolly 2 in Bing Image Creator is huge, actually. That's really cool. So then you just kind of type in whatever you want to see, and it generates it. Mm-hmm. Kind of neat. So it's Bing is neat. now actually a competitor. Maybe. And this is also interesting because we've heard rumors about an Apple search engine mm. coming out. So Google may have some competition. Also, it would have to be way faster than chat gpt currently is yeah because it takes like a good what 20 seconds to get a fully generated answer like depending on the question but like 20 seconds to a minute sometimes so you'd need it in like a quarter of a second and bing is already slow so like <laughs> and chat gpt already uses so much power like i think the vergecast had a segment where they talked about like the in-depth details of chat gpt and they basically said that it uses one GPU per like word. It was like that GPU intensive. 
So poor AWS is just getting destroyed by now for real millions and millions of chat GPT searches every few hours. Yeah, chat GPT. Whoa, chat GDP rarely works for me. Like probably like four to six times out of 10, it works. It also reportedly costs them $3 million a day to run. So I wouldn't be. So does, I guess this pays for it. Microsoft acquiring them. But whoa, what if like Bing Plus was chat? No one would pay for that though. I don't know. We'll have to see. This is, this has a lot of potential though. Keeping with the trend of AI, we're just going to briefly touch on this. Apple Books launches AI-narrated audiobooks. So it says it makes the creation of audiobooks more accessible to all. So basically, if you're a smaller author, you can have AI read your books for people, and everyone can have audiobooks. Which is like what, what's it called, is doing with like, I've seen a bunch of like Snoop Dogg ad, can read the Bible ads. <laughs> right. So it's like that kind of. So now you can like pick what kind of voice you want to read you the book, which is actually pretty cool. It is cool. Audible needs to jump on this and make this like another premium version of their service because that's really cool, being able to choose your voice. It is. I don't listen to a ton of audiobooks. You know me either. I think I've listened to maybe one or two, like ever. Yeah. But I know people who do, and they would probably pay for this. Okay, two more smaller stories, and then we'll get into the good stuff. Tesla Model S and Model X are actually getting a steering wheel. That's crazy. <laughs> so we saw the refresh in 2020. Plat Model S long range, Model S Plaid, Model X long range, Model X Plaid. And all of them have a yoke. It was super controversial. And then the reviewers got it and they were like, oh, it's weird at first, but you get used to it and it's it's good. But for 700 bucks extra, you can get an actual wheel in model s plaid yeah so okay one thing i've always had a question about is what is it like if that's like your first time driving a car with a yoke i think it'd be normal like you wouldn't be used to a wheel so but you can't fine. let the wheel slide through your hands like you've seen your parents do for years no you have to like stick your hand out let go of the yoke and then let it like spin around and hit your hand to stop it if that makes any sense yeah i know what you mean but or and then you like guide it yeah, yeah, and it still has the touch capacitive buttons like for turn signals. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Everyone who's driven it said that's like the worst part because really? there's no stock. You have to like hit the button with your thumb. Yeah. I don't know. If you already have a Model S or Model X, you can actually just get the wheel for 700 bucks. That's cool. When was this released actually? The cars or the, uh, the wheel? Wheel. Just yesterday. I We're recording this on Friday, so I think Thursday. I could I could have sworn I just saw on Instagram a Tesla with a steering wheel. You probably did. I'm sure there's aftermarket options. Yeah. Because there is for any car. I feel bad for all the aftermarket body shops who did wheels for people <laughs> on their plaids. Yep. And then last little small story we'll touch on. There's a new wireless charging standard that could actually bring MagSafe to everything. So basically, there's this thing called Qi, spelled Q-I, mm -hmm. and it's a wireless charging standard. So if you hear Qi charging, it just means you set your phone on it, charges your phone. And so, it's bad. Yeah, it's an industry standard. It's not great. It's slow. I mean, it's, it's fine. Apple is basically introducing a new standard called Qi 2, Q-I and then 2. 
it includes an array of magnets. So Samsung is actually expected, Samsung and Apple are both expected to start making Qi2 certified products, which means that Android phones would now get MagSafe. And is MagSafe compatible with Qi? Yes, because MagSafe is just a Qi puck with magnets around it. So... Qi2, though, <laughs> includes magnets. So it's like a whole new standard. So all phones should have MagSafe magnets and would, now. Is Qi, do we know if Qi2 is going to have the same spec as MagSafe? Yeah, there's nothing on speed right now. Okay. Because I guess I that depends on the phone. But that's actually really cool. Because now all MagSafe accessories will just work with all phones, which is really nice to see. It is, especially because of everything proprietary Apple's been doing for like the, what, past 15 years? Yeah, we've saw them. every phone ever. We saw them kind of like monopolize the lightning cable. So it's kind of nice to see them open up MagSafe. And the 30-pin connector. Yeah. So them opening up MagSafe is actually a really big deal. That is a big deal. Apple's finally, and uh, this isn't really in the script, but... One thing I want to talk about is, like, Apple's doing a lot of, I don't want to say good, but good, like, right now. Yeah, they have completely turned the company around starting in 2019. Like, everything that they've complied with from the EU, and, yep. like, everything else, like, they've handled it really well. We all thought we were going to see just wireless charging on the 13 and 14 iPhones, but they both have lightning, obviously. But they thought we were going to see it again on the iPhone 15, just wireless. But iPhone 15 is probably going to have USB-C. Complying with the EU standards, we're going to get side loading. And then starting in 2019, their whole product category changed around. Yeah. So forever, like iPhones up to the 10s were good. They were solid phones, but they were not close to industry leading. Mm -hmm. With the iPhone 11 Pro specifically, Apple kind of gave us everything we wanted. Thicker phone, bigger battery, much better cameras. It was a really good phone. That same year, AirPods got an update with noise cancellation and better sound, put them towards the top. The 16-inch MacBook Pro got an update that kicked out the butterfly keyboard, gave it smaller bezels, all that stuff. And then 2020, we got M1. 2021, we got the 14, greatest computers we've seen in a decade. I mean, their whole company has kind of been turning around. I think I, there's a lot of debate between whether they're better with Tim Cook versus Steve Jobs. I think 2023 Apple is better than it was with Steve Jobs. It's a completely different feeling company. Yeah. But yeah, MagSafe on everything is going to be really nice. Especially like when every when like when all tripods just have a MagSafe <laughs> ring. Yeah. And then anyone can pop their phone on there. That'd be so cool. That's going to be nice. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and then when we get back, we're going to go over a bunch of Apple leaks for 2023. We need more ways to like make your home look better and function better. I have an idea. What? Have you heard of the Complete Backyard? No. What's that? The Complete Backyard is a outdoor living space design company. So they can like build an outdoor like pergola, fire pit, like a whole area. Yeah, they can build pools, pergolas, fire pits. Well, what I want is a kitchen, though. They can build outdoor living spaces, which includes outdoor kitchen. Oh. So like a grill, a stove, fridge. Okay, I'm going to call them. How do I contact them? To request a consultation, you can go to thecompletebackyard.com. Cool, thanks. Link in the description. Okay, so there were a bunch of Apple leaks that happened over the past couple days, weeks. 
Um, the first one's kind of crazy. So there's a patent that Apple has filed that describes an Apple Pencil with a variety of sensors built into it that basically can sample real world colors and textures. This is actually really cool. A little while ago, maybe a couple years ago, I think, um, I watched or I saw something. It was a startup that basically was this, but it was an actual pen that detected colors with a little sensor. Turns out it was a big scam, but <laughs> like this is literally, it does, it's not like it has to put out a color. It's just scan a color, give it a code and get, put it on screen. This yeah. It's much just more recognizing doable. a color. Yeah. And then just drawing with that color. But artists could basically just tap their pencil on a real world surface and then just draw with that color. Yeah. So that's kind of, so if you're like recreating a painting or something, you just tap it on the color. Just yeah. The textures thing I don't really get cuz like the iPad can't replicate textures. Well, like if you scan like a carpet and it like re recognizes the carpet, it could do like a like staggered like in like density. Oh, okay. Okay. So it could like draw sort of like a carpet look. Yeah. Okay, I guess I would never use this, but like the tech part of it's really cool. It is cool. <clears throat> okay, and then <laughs> Apple Watch Ultra. We've talked about this before. I think we're we've both come to the conclusion that Apple Watch Ultra is huge. It's, it's a crazy. little too big to daily as a watch. So it's gonna it's gonna get a larger display. Yeah, because so it needs that. In twenty twenty four, it's going to get a 2.1 inch display which is just a really big screen on your wrist that is massive the current apple watch ultra has a 1.9 inch display and this is 2.1 so what is this like 53 millimeters 0.3 inches more 54 yeah. millimeters. this is a huge watch massive um it will it will also be the first apple product to have a micro led display which is giving us hope which is really cool so for those who don't know a lot of screens that you look at probably all the majority of screens that you look at are lcd displays meaning they have a whole backlight and then the pixels change color on top and they're lit by one big backlight mm -hmm. then you have oled which means that each pixel is self-lit so the pixels not in use can just turn off and you have perfect inky blacks yeah then you have like a hybrid called mini LED. And that's what you see on the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros. That's, that's what dim, you see di local dimming zones. on some TV. It's just a bunch of local dimming zones, which is good. So like every like, let's say like eight pixels shuts off or like has individual lighting. Yeah, I think there are like a hundred or so local dimming zones on like the 14 inch MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. But so that gives you those inky blacks. But the problem is you get blooming, mm -hmm. which is where you see like a halo of light around the pixels in use micro led is just even smaller mini led pixels so you almost get oled without actually being oled yeah and it's a pretty like new screen technology it is debuting on the apple watch <laughs> so that's kind of weird um it's supposed to have better battery life in, in case the three-day battery life wasn't good enough <laughs> So, yeah, we'll get a bigger Apple Watch Ultra. 
for those who think the current one just isn't ultra enough. And then iPhone 15, there are a ton of leaks and rumors about that. I think we've talked about the button thing before. It's rumored to have taptic buttons. So instead of real buttons, it'll just have like spots that you press and it'll vibrate yeah. and you'll get a simulated click. I don't know how I feel about that because I don't know how it's going to work with cases. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it's going to like go through the case. But and then we should get more RAM and a titanium frame. Just like Apple Watch Ultra. So yeah. iPhone 15 will have titanium. I guess that's fine. I use a case, so I won't be able to throw my phone on the ground and see the titanium in use, but should be fine. And that's kind of it. So should be an interesting year for tech. Apple in 2023. Speaking of more new tech in 2023. CES. CES, baby. The okay. Consumer Electronics Show happened in Las Vegas. Every year in January, we see it, and we see all the craziest new vaporware that will never <laughs> ship to any consumer. Samsung Arc. So That actually happened, though. Yeah. We yeah. have four big stories that we're going to touch, but a lot of stuff was announced at CES. We got 3D displays. That's pretty there cool. There are literally laptops now with 3D displays where you don't need 3D glasses. It just comes out of the So screen. it's like the original 3DS, but yes, better. Like, I can't wait to watch... On your laptop. Like, I can't wait to watch Top Gun and have jets, like, fly past my head. Like, that'll be really cool. But um, we got a lot of display tech. Including? Including a very interesting Alienware monitor. monitor. So let's just go through the specs. Okay, hold on. Before we do that, most... Okay, if you play on console, you're used to 30 to 60 FPS... Which is fine. Which it's is standard. Fine. It's average. I play on PC. So I'm used to like 120 plus. My monitor goes to 240 hertz, which is... 240 hertz is a lot of hertz. Yes, it is. That's how many frames per second you can view on that display. That's not enough for some people. Some people they need three. They need 360. So some monitors go to 360 hertz, which is a lot for your PC to push out especially at like any over 1080p resolution. So 360 is pretty demanding. There are some laptops with 360. Like that's kind of peak refresh rate. That, that's peak, right? That's like maxed out. You can't but really some... notice much of a difference past 360. Like that's, that's kind of like the best. But some people, well, such as myself, well. insist on 500 hertz. So now we have a 500 hertz display. It's from Alienware. Um, it's a 480 hertz panel that overclocks to 500. It's a 24.5 inch screen. You can only do 500 hertz at 1080p. And that's only over DisplayPort 1.4, not HDMI 2.1. Yeah. So, yeah. No one has a PC that can push out. Well, I guess at 1080p they can, but like I can push out 500 FPS in some at games. 1080p. Yeah, or it's like even 720p. This, is, this is the definition of overkill. Like if I have an RTX 3070 playing Minecraft with no mods or shaders, easy. Mm -hmm. Like easy 500 FPS. But if you have something like me, I have a 1070 playing Apex. I barely get like a little over 100, yeah. which is still quite a bit. It's nice to play. And we'll also we'll also say you can notice a difference between like little frame rate increases 
like primarily below 144 yeah like 30 to 60 is huge 60 to 75 even is huge that is it's a lot anything below and then you get past 120 and it kind of comes down to your eye the difference between 360 and 500 i really don't think is going to matter to most people like it's just going to be ridiculously smooth yeah no not at all so if if you if you are that competitive where 360 hertz was just too stuttery for you you have 500 now i don't know when we're gonna see this ship it's at ces so it may be vaporware i really don't know but eventually we'll get this esports rocket league is gonna go crazy <laughs> dude for real at 500 um and then the rest is a lot of car stuff ever since evs kind of became a big deal ces is sort of like half car show now so sony and honda made a new car company it is called afila a-f-e-e-l-a created by sony honda mobility so it it says the two companies aim to have an ev ready for the north american market by 2026 which translates into 2030 since it's an ev release date it looks it looks like every other ev sedan it it does. It looks like the Hummer EV shrinked down and had a baby with lucid air. Yeah. It, That's it, what it looks like. It looks sort of like... It has lucid vibes a little bit, like on the side. Yeah. But it has 40 sensors, radars, cameras, ultrasonic, LiDAR. There's a lot of stuff. It, I mean, it has, a, it has enough tech to be considered an EV. It has a cool charging indicator thing on it. Steering wheel looks absolutely crazy, which is the mark of a good EV, I guess. And it, it looks fine. It should be. It's Sony. Which is weird. Yeah. So it should have a crazy name. And it should have a really good sound system. So like their monitors, we'll get like. Sony the Afi- car. The, Afi- the, the Afila Mars QX7000 47QXZ Mark 1. Mark 1. <laughs> yes. PlayStation 5. <laughs> PlayStation. If they, what if they just in- integrated a PS5 into the infotainment? Like, I mean, Tesla has. Tesla basically, basically has a PS5 in yeah. there. I don't see why they couldn't. So what? What does Sony bring to a car? Great sound, noise cancellation. That would be a quiet that car. Crazy. Display tech. Like Great on- sound, good display tech. I want to see that micro LED infotainment screen. Other than that, I mean, Sony makes everything. It's it's gonna be interesting to see, at the least. I mean, again, this car seems great in a vacuum, but Tesla and at this point, Tesla and Lucid exists in this price category. So we don't have a price yet on this. I would expect it to be like definite. What do you think? Like around 70, 80? 70 grand? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. I can't really tell. We don't because we don't know any of the specs, so it's hard to tell. (laughs) For their first car, though, they try to price competitively. I don't know. Does it have an OLED display on the front? <laughs> or is that just light lighting? Oh, I think it does. That is funny. It does. Yeah, there's a display on the front. And has a yoke. With a yoke wheel. Well. It looks like, just viewing this picture, it looks like it has a lot of screen on the inside. Yeah. Like a lot of screen. Like it's like, it looks like next gen Apple CarPlay. Oh. 
What's the relationship between Sony and Apple? Have they ever worked on anything together? I don't think so. I think they're kind of neutral. So maybe we will get next-gen CarPlay. I don't know. It looks really clean. It looks like a stock EV concept. Yeah. But a Fila. Interesting. One to watch. And then we saw the electric Ram 1500. It's called the Ram 1500 Revolution. This thing is awesome. It's pretty cool. It it looks like a sleeker Cybertruck. Does that make sense? It does. That's it's, a fair statement. I just looked this up. It Ram looks Revolution. Like a less boxy Cybertruck. Yeah. It's it's really hard to describe this truck, but it looks so awesome. The interior is crazy. It has a big screen in the middle that's like taller than it is wide. And then it has a crazy looking almost square wheel. <laughs> and then the front has a ton of space. There are three rows of seating and the seats are on like rail track things to yeah. move them back and forth. The doors open up like the front driver and passenger doors open Invertedly. like how they are on every other car oh. and then the back doors like open the other way like they open towards the right so i have i have a couple people who have trucks like that but yeah so you have like a ton of room inside and then the bed is kind of skinny looking but you have a ton of rails in the back you have the ram box on the side and then the back like if you're sitting in the back seat of the truck, that window behind your head, like under that, there's a giant door that just opens up. So if yeah. you fold down the back seats, you can put something really long in the tailgate and it'll just go into your cabin, which is kind of interesting. Another thing is interesting. It has a very, very oblong steering wheel. It's it's the whole thing is just weird. It's very concepty. It is very, it looks like something straight out of Halo, not going to lie. Yeah, it kind of does. The, there are a bunch of like orange and black lighting on the inside. Orange seatbelts. Everything looks like it's covered in Alcantara felt looking material. Yeah, it has a heads up display on the steering wheel, or on the steering wheel, on the window shield. Yeah, screen looks good. This looks crazy. Not going to lie, pretty sick car. We don't have a range number yet, uh, but we do know it can add 100 miles of range in 10 minutes on an 800-volt DC yeah. fast charger. So that's good. It This should come out in 2024, which translates to, what, 2026? It's an EV. Basically. I mean, the Cybertruck's been delayed, what, four years now? Yeah. We, we're supposed to see Cybertruck this year, and we already have Rivian and Lightning. Chevy Silverado EV is coming out. And this kind of finishes off, this kind of finishes off the four big ones, Ford, Chevy, Ram, GMC. So, and then performance wise, again, we don't have numbers, but um, one of the designers of this truck said, quote, being electric, it'll put a TRX to shame in acceleration. So that's really promising. A Ram TRX currently has a zero to 60 of 3.7. So I don't know what putting that to shame means on paper, but faster than 
So I don't know. I think this truck looks really awesome. It it's really gimmicky. It's like the most gimmicky EV I've seen in a while. But I don't know. It has a lot of potential, I think. Final thoughts on the RAM, honestly. I think I think it's one of the best like implementations of an electric car. Or not electric car, electric truck that we've seen so far. The Rivian seems very like it feel it's it feels like a niche electric car. And the F one fifty Lightning was just it looks just like an F1. A normal it's no F-150. different. They just threw an ele- a motor in it compared to their engine. But this seems like a really like a really good step forward in the electric vehicles. Yeah. Industry. Speaking of the electric. This is this is the coolest car feature I think I've ever seen. Also tease CES, BMW has a color changing car. So it's called E-Ink. And it's a car called the iVision D, spelled D-E-E. It's an electric sedan that literally changes color. Yeah, e-ink is a really cool technology. There are 240 e-ink paper segments, all which can be controlled individually. Um, So you can just, it can, the whole car can just shift colors. You want black rims? Boom, you got black rims. <laughs> like you can just change the car to like match what you're wearing, to match where you're going. It's like a accessory at this point. Yeah, but which it's is ugly. Really co- it does look <laughs> ugly. Like this is an atrocious looking car. But a while back, BMW had like a gray, white, and black color changing SUV that just switched between those colors. Yeah, and I think that would be so nice. Because eventually you won't have to pick a color car. You just app on your phone and bam, there you go. But I like this a lot. <laughs> I see how this could be a problem. So imagine like, imagine a police chase with a color changing car. Uh, like they radio in, we have a yellow BMW and then you just change to blue. How is that gonna, how is that gonna work? It's not. <laughs> when you have to register the color of your vehicle? Yes. How do you register this <laughs> All car? of the above. All of them? Like, whenever you fill out a form and it's like color of your vehicle, all of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the world is ready for this. I don't think it is either. I sure am, though. I love this. And you can do, like, different panels like you can have different panels be different colors so you can just put like a stripe down your car (laughs) whenever you want i don't really i don't really like it like at all the color changing tech or the car the car the tech is cool but the car is just ugly in general yeah i think the tech was more of the thing they're showing off rather than the car yeah it's it's really cool tech i really if we saw something like a mustang with this it'd be sick I honestly, if you look at the pictures on the verge.com, it looks like a challenger, but thick. Yeah. Like thick boy and squished. Like, look at this. Yeah, it's just, it's ugly looking. It is ugly. I don't like it. But the color changing though. It seems like something the Cybertruck would like be parked next to. Yeah. This and the Cybertruck parked next to each other. (laughs) They they'd both look like they're from the same company. Yep, I would say Cadillac. Who, who would be the first to adopt this after BMW? Maybe Cadillac. I don't know. I feel I feel like Mercedes or Cadillac. Yeah. 
This may become an industry standard. This may be completely vaporware. We really don't know. Almost everything at CES is. So take all of this with a grain of salt. So that's kind of, that's the future. CES is all about the future of tech, and there you go. Yeah. 500 hertz displays and color-changing cars. And then we saw a laptop that has a second display that just flips above it. Yeah, that was interesting. We saw Odyssey OLED G9. So it's another 49-inch monitor. has a 32 by 9 aspect ratio. So we have that. So yeah, the future is the future is bright. The future comes in any color you'd like. Yeah. So 2022 was a crazy year and starting 2023, we're already off to a good start here with all the EVs that are being dropped. I would say we are, but we're also never going to see these things. Yes, but like it's a good it's a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, Sony showed off a car several years ago. It never happened, and they were like, hey, we need help from an actual car company. Now they have Honda, so we'll see if Afila can do anything. So that'll do it for episode 24. Welcome to 2023. Should definitely be a good one. It's going to be a good year, guys. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you work for Afila and would like to sit down for an interview. And send us a car. (laughs) And send us a car. You can tweet at us on the platform with the freest the very freest of speech <laughs> twitter uh, i'm at utterly drew and i am at cold ww web and we will see you next week bye guys <laughs>